0: Welcome to the Death of Polaris Show. I'm here today with Simon. How are you?
1: Very well. Thanks for having me on your podcast today.
0: Simon worked at Polaris as a creative strategist. So could you start by briefly introducing yourself and telling us how you got in touch with the agency?
1: I have a quite a diverse background, not to say the least. Um, I never finished high school, not because I wasn't any good, but let's just say life got in the way. Anyway... Um, Since I was a little kid, I loved problems. Uh, When I was six, I got a wooden puzzle thing like a Rubik's cube. I can remember spending hours and hours in my room trying to figure it out. And one day, I did it. You know, I completed it. And since then, there's no problem I couldn't solve. Um, So much so that my friends used to call me the magician. For some strange reason, I loved that nickname. I started looking up magic tricks and quickly became quite good. Um, But growing up, you realize that real problems are more complicated, and that. Magic can't really solve them. Um, but the neighbourhood I grew up in was was quite rough, uh, and school wasn't for me. So as soon as I turned sixteen, I left and I quit. Um, I started picking up any job uh, I could find, uh, but magic, you know, remained quite an important part of my life. And I came across a Magicians Club here in London, the Magic Circle. Um, so with the little money I had saved up, I got myself a membership, and there I learnt magic in a completely other way
0: that's so interesting I can't wait to see where this is going
1: yeah sorry got a bit carried away there um, but fast forward to a couple of years later and I, I actually became a real performer you know performing magic on stage like a real magician to this day I still can't believe I was earning real money to do what I loved. Um but one day after one of my shows a, a young woman came by and offered me a job and she said she was the founder of a purpose-led agency based in London she told me you know I know you this might sound very strange um, and that you even might laugh at me, but I have a gut feeling that you're an opportunity I simply cannot walk past. And she added, you know that um, that she was watching a magician on stage, but that she could see a strategic mind up there and, and I think that you know, I would have made that she thought sorry that, that I would make it a fantastic addition to her team. Um, and, and she told me about her communications agency and offered me the job. Uh, She also said that she would never forgive herself if my magician career would come to a a sudden stop because of her. So she insisted on on sparing me two paid afternoons so that I could do what I was born to do. Her words, not mine. So I I couldn't really refuse.
0: Wow, I didn't know this. I mean, I knew that you two met in a non-professional context, but Costanza never mentioned this story before.
1: I guess she was waiting for me to tell it here.
0: I wonder if there are any other interesting stories of your time at Polaris Um, you could share with your listeners today, Simon?
1: Yeah, of course. Um, Costanza did offer me a strategist position to work at Polaris. Um, I decided to add the creative bit in the job title just because I felt it was a better representation of myself.
0: It's so cool that you could tailor your own job title.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, Costanza's philosophy is that, you know, she always wanted us to feel 110% comfortable in the workplace. Um, we never really had fixed hours and, and we could work from any part of the globe as long as we had a stable Wi-Fi connection. Um, and the great, the greatest thing about working at Polaris was that we worked completely remotely. Um, and, you know, as we started during the COVID-19 pandemic, we didn't really have much of a choice. But months and years later on, Costanza brought up the idea and we took a vote. And we all decided to keep working from home. Of course, you know, client meetings would be in person and for those who wanted, we could go to a little office space. Costanza's only rule, though, is that we needed to meet for socials at least twice a month.
0: So what was your day to day job?
1: Um, I was responsible for all the content creation, you know, adverts, videos and sometimes social media strategies and so forth. Um, I was kind of also the operations manager as well um, in charge of assessing projects. Uh, and materials used since, you know, we were all about transparency and sustainability. And we also had a a digital only system. No print content was ever done since, you know, it would increase our carbon footprint. Um, and all the projects we decided to work on were purpose-driven and and we were always in line and in check of our values.
0: Well, it must've been tough to handle everything by yourself. So were you the only creative strategist slash operation manager at Polaris?
1: No, not at all. Um, actually, um, one of the core ideals of Polaris was co-creation. Um, I literally couldn't do anything without having an external input from someone else. You know People usually picture a new brief coming in from a client. Usually what would happen is the strategy team puts forward a creative brief. The creative team you know generates ideas accordingly and the production team makes it happen. Now, besides this being an over-simplistic description, it wasn't at all how we worked at Polaris. We had the strategist, creative and production teams all in one. And not only that, but any you know, stakeholder of, of our client could also jump in at any point throughout the process. We actually provided a service uh, that helped each client to identify a diverse range of stakeholders. Um, You know, a consumer, one of the investors, a cashier at their store, the CEO, and even the janitor from the office. I mean, you get the idea. Um, We would have several meetings. We'd call them creative sessions with all of us pitching ideas and and crafting the end result together.
0: That must have been incredible. I bet you ended up with so many great ideas.
1: Of course, Um, but it also meant endless meetings and worst of all, re-adjourn meetings. We had so many diverse people involved It yeah, it was a goldmine of ideas and point of views, but we ended up having contrasting ideas and having to decide which one would be the winner every single time. I mean, the, the most difficult part was to decide who had the final say. I mean, of course, we were all equal in there, but someone had to take the lead at some point. We had to elect a mitigator after the second time we missed, you know, an important client deadline due to, to stalemates and indecisions.
0: I see. And what happened then? Did the mitigator help?
1: I mean, to be totally honest with you, no, um, not really. Um, I mean, I don't think it was the main reason why Polaris failed, but it could have partially contributed towards its failure. I mean, maybe we tried to do things a little too differently. We tried to push it too far and clients weren't seeing the point. It's understandable at the end of the day, you know, you, you pay for a service you expect it to be done within the time frame. But ultimately, clients didn't see why we took so much time to get to the end of the process. You know, they didn't understand why we had to get so many people on board. And as a consequence, you know, they, they couldn't just wait around. They, they wanted their short-term campaigns to be done on time so they could, you know, start on the next thing they had lined up.
0: So to wrap up, what would you ultimately tell our listeners that you learned from this experience at Polaris Agency, Simon?
1: doing purpose is easier said than done I mean it is very hard to tell your people and even harder to tell your clients how they should be doing things and um, you know because quote-unquote you know better without sounding like a prick and the first and best agency I got to work with ultimately fell because of this um, but at least you know I, I got to share my story with you today
0: yeah exactly and thank you so much for it I'm sure that all our listeners will be having a lot to think about now <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Death of Polaris show. If you've enjoyed it, subscribe now.